0: going to be exploring the stars and sound today and I would love to invite everyone to just close the eyes down for a moment I'd love to offer a short sound activation so just closing the eyes down turning the gaze inward and just taking a few deep nourishing breaths welcoming everyone back together today and what we're going to be exploring during our time together is the power of sound healing to help us during these times of ascension and awakening and if you think about it we truly are all sound healers life begins with the heartbeat And we come into the world with a big wah, a big cry announcing our arrival. And slowly over time, perhaps we're told to shh, to quiet down, to be nice. And we're influenced by society's expectations. We can be influenced by mass consciousness, by different frequencies, but really, as we remember our unique soul song, it is our true harmonic resonance. It is who we are before the world told us who we should be, and sometimes this can become harder to authentically express i know that's been the case in my own journey but this is the work that we are all doing every single one of us right now this is the healing that's being done we are peeling back the layers of the onion so to speak to reveal our truest expression. And it is this inner work that allows us to transmit and to receive with greater clarity. And what I really want to illuminate here is the power of our voices. You see, because our voices carry the vibration of our history of our experiences through this incarnation. And it's my understanding that our voices not only carry the resonance, the experiences of this incarnation, but of all of our lifetimes. And so that's what we're gonna be exploring today. During our time together, we're gonna to talk a little bit about the Aries-Libra nodal access shift that's happening in a few days that's helping us to deepen our self-identity and self-expression. We're going to talk about sound healing and how it's one of the most powerful and profound healing modalities, especially the power of our own voice. And I'm going to share just a few practical tools To help navigate these transformational times so just in a few days on July 18th we're going through a very significant astrological change that's going to impact every single one of us the nodes of the moon are going to change from Taurus Scorpio to Aries Libra and for astrology lovers out there, I'd love for you to share in the chat if you know perhaps where this is impacting you personally in your your astrological chart. But for each of us, this is going to impact us a little bit differently. But the significance of the, the nodes is that they help us to move forward collectively. They help us to our true destiny. And the no's are calculated by the intersection of the elliptic of the moon and the earth. And when they change signs, they stay in each sign for about 18 and a half months. And what they can bring forward for us is collective themes that we're moving through. And they can also indicate the shadow work that we are invited to do as a collective. They also indicate where the eclipses are going to be for the next 18 months, which we know eclipses are an area of personal transformation. So it's a very big shift that we're going through. And let's take a look back. Let's take a look back at some of the significant uh, nodal axes placements over the past few years. You know, we all know the impact, the significance of the year 2020, where there was so much change taking place. What was the nodal access during this time? We look at the nodes and they were in the sign of Gemini and Sagittarius. So what's the significance of this? Gemini, Sagittarius are themes around truth, around communication around the spread of ideas and information, perhaps misinformation. They also bring up the theme around travel. So we can see how potent this was during that time. And if we look back at the last 18 months, we see the themes that we were moving through with the Taurus Scorpio access. Taurus Scorpio brings up the themes around worth, around resources, around money, the banking system, food, around our body and our reproductive rights, around food supply. So we can see how these themes have been really present and at the forefront. And now we're moving to Aries Libra, which I'm gonna share about in a moment, but let's take a look forward, right? Let's take a look at where we're going because in 2025, the nodal axis is gonna shift to Pisces Virgo, which is the axis of healing. It's the axis of service. It's about using our gifts in a creative way to heal, to be of service. So I wouldn't be surprised at during this time we see an even greater of all of the modalities, all of the tools that have been explored during today's conference. But why is it significant that we're going through this shift of Aries Libra moving us forward collectively? Aries Libra is about the me versus the we in astrology it is the first house which rules our self-identity and the balance with that between relationships the i versus the we and really the higher octave of aries realizes that our inner guidance is the most important guidance that we can receive. And we're living in a day and age where there's so much external noise and there's such an emphasis on looking externally for guidance, right? There's even an app that can tell us what mood we're in. That's crazy when you think about it. You know, there's an app that can tell us our blood pressure, right? And truly the most powerful thing that we can do is to listen to our own inner guidance. The days of looking externally for a guru that is above are over, right? That's Pluto moving through Capricorn that helps us dissolve some of these hierarchies that are no longer serving us. And so the evolved expression of Aries are really the embodiment of themes around sovereignty around courage around our self identity our independence our leadership right aries is that pioneering that initiating fire energy that helps us to move forward with divine courage and conviction with a clear sense of self And so what i really want to highlight here is that this access is concerned with the self and our projection out into the world we know and we can recognize the oneness we can recognize the interconnectedness of all that is and yet also simultaneously hold our own expression as significant, as an important piece of this universe, the multiverse, right? And so we realize that the only way that we can access our innate spiritual wisdom and gifts is through truly knowing thyself. It's through one's inner journey and it's through knowing oneself that we're able to truly know another. It's through healing our own system that we understand the healing of all systems. And so from there, I want to invite this exploration around sound because what we are noticing is just an explosion, an expansion of sound and really this remembrance of the fact that we are made of sound and how powerful a modality it is to bring us back into our truest expression, into our true harmonic resonance. And ancient cultures knew the power of sound Right? One of the most ancient texts says, in the beginning was the word. Right? They're alluding to the fact that sound was the primary force of creation. And there is a Hopi legend of a spider woman who basically sang over all of these inanimate objects of the earth and brought them into creation. See, all of these ancient cultures utilized the power of sound from aiding in childbirth to fertility, to the acceptance of death, to summoning the spirits and our ancestors, to curing sickness, to ridding the body of disease. These are just some of the many ways that sound technology was used And especially in terms of manifestation, it's been told that creator gods would actually visualize the object that they would like to manifest and they would emanate a sound frequency that matched the object that they were bringing into being. And it was through that frequency that things would materialize. So not to underestimate the power of our voices to bring things into existence. High priestesses and oracles relied on the power of getting into trance, right? With sound and dance to be able to channel the divine. And what we're doing right now, I believe is we are remembering this ancient technology and how it can heal us on such a quantum level. So when we look at and we explore the benefits of sound, they are vast and there have been numerous studies on the benefit of sound. And we know that sound is a carrier wave of consciousness and sound can help us to increase our oxygen levels, it can help us to reduce anxiety, it can help us to sleep better, it can help us to lower our blood pressure, right? The list goes on and on. And these are some of the things that are maybe more quantifiable that we can measure. But what we're beginning to explore more is the etheric benefits of sound how sound can transform us on a cellular level. And what I find really interesting is that there was an article that was published in the New York Times in 1988, right? The New York Times being a mainstream media outlet. And they said that sound can make, break, or rearrange molecules, control the crystalline structure of matter, and even levitate objects or blobs of liquid this is in mainstream media in 1988 so we can see just how powerful sound is and many are probably familiar with a study that was done by Dr. Hans Jenny which basically looked at the effects of sound on matter. And what he did was he had plates and he had different filaments and different like powdered like substances and he would play different sounds and what he noticed was that there was such a profound difference in what sound frequencies created in the matter in the filaments they were like snowflakes each sound would create a different crystalline structure. And so this technology has been advanced over time. There's a somatic instrument that actually allows us to replenish parts of the body organs and tissues that are deficient in different nutrients and different harmonic tones. But what's really fascinating is the work of John Stuart Reed right now, who has been researching how the body receives Sound forming cymatics sem- on the walls of the cell, crystalline structures rearranging the walls of your cells, right to be able to awaken and activate the body's healing response. This is helping cells wake up from a sleep state, and you can see how we're actually activating and turning on our DNA, which is so exciting. And so what I wanna share a little bit about is just the brain waves and how we do go into a greater state of relaxation when we're in a sound healing session or just listening, maybe we're chanting, maybe we're listening to relaxing music. Because most of us, you know, in this 3D realm are in a beta wave brainwave state. And this is when we're in that more go, go, go in the thinking mind. And what sound can do and meditation and some of these modalities that are really coming to the forefront is that they help us to bring us into an expanded state of consciousness and this is where the magic happens right this is where the body can heal can repair and this is why I believe healing takes place on a more accelerated level because we're accessing these more receptive more psychic brainwave states And when we slow the body down we're able to enter these states of deep relaxation of deep healing and so what i want to invite us is to realize that there are so many sound healing modalities out there and what's fascinating is that one of the most powerful modalities is something that we all have access to, which is our voice. And Dr. Fabian Maman conducted a study where he compared different instruments. He compared the xylophone and bass and drums and gongs and guitars to the human voice. And what he was looking at specifically was the ability of these different instruments, including the voice, to dissolve cancer cells. And he found that there was a high efficacy in many of the instruments, but the greatest of all. See, there's something in our voices that contain our own spiritual resonance, that contain the ability to transform us individually on a cellular level. And we can do this just from chanting, from toning the vowels, You know, there are monks um, in Tibet that have perfected this one chord and it's a one chord note that they actually spend seven years dedicating their lives to perfecting. And it's said to be incredibly healing. But the good news is that we do not have to be professional singers. And we do not need to spend seven years perfecting one note because just in the act of us toning of us humming of us chanting can have a, an effect on a cellular level so I want to share some really basic tools to help us during this time of celestial self mastery and self expression. We know that during this nodal access shift, we are being really encouraged to express our own unique voice with courage to embrace our autonomy and to let go of the false frequencies of people pleasing and so one of the simple invitations that i'd like to share is around releasing stuck emotions because as babies we are naturally able to express and if you look at a baby they just allow emotions to flow through them so fluidly. You know, a baby will laugh. And when a baby is frustrated, it'll cry out, right? And so somewhere along the line, perhaps um, we're taught that our emotions are not acceptable to maybe stop crying or to to tone it down a little bit. And our emotions can get stuck in the body, but by actually allowing our feel, allowing our emotions to pass through us and just to honor our emotions, that is a huge part of this journey, a part of the inner alchemy that we are all going through right now and when we are able to be the neutral observer to come into the zero point and just to hold ourselves with unconditional love for any and all emotions that are arising this can be incredibly healing And so the next thing that I want to invite is just recognizing that your body is the greatest instrument. You know, sometimes we forget that. Sometimes we neglect that. But truly, our physical vessels, our our divine temples are meant to be appreciated. And really, in this incarnation, it is about Intention. it's about finding joy and finding pleasure in our bodies and being kind to our bodies and tuning to our bodies right noticing what our bodies need whether it's a little bit more water or a little bit more sleep how can we be kinder to ourselves and ourselves And the other thing I want to share about this is connecting with some form of your own music because your body is an instrument. And one of the greatest myths that I think we've been told is that we can't sing. And that's something that's been perpetuated whether it's you know you know you look at one of the biggest fears is of public speaking right that is definitely intentional because look at the power of our voices they actually have the ability to change us on a molecular on a cellular level and so whether it's toning or chanting or humming That can be so healing and making a time for that in your day-to-day life, whether it's upon waking, um, can be a really great time to connect with your voice. The other thing that I want to invite is freeing your voice from negative programming. There are these false frequencies that keep us from our authentic soul song. And that is often the shadow. We, You know, the shadow of Libra, right, is the people-pleasing, the needing to be liked. And when that happens, we can begin to ignore our own inner voice. And that's really how our intuition is continued to be cultivated and deepened, is by listening and by removing those voices that want to keep you small that want to keep you from shining your light from sharing your unique gifts from bringing forth the unique medicine that you came here to be and to share and so we're invited to let those small voices go and I know that, you know, everyone here, everyone tuning in is on this journey, right, of being dedicated to the journey of self-mastery. And what I really believe is that we are all going through this step-by-step process of coming into more of our own I am presence. This is coming into our spiritual adult operating system where we can realize that we can embrace and honor ourselves we can embrace and honor each other while at the same time following our own unique path our own authentic truth And so a master really takes responsibility for our thoughts our beliefs our words our actions and how they have the impact of consciously creating our reality so i want to just close today by one last reminder and that is knowing that your vibe attracts your tribe right it sounds it sounds cliche and yet it's true and this is also about the aries libra access which is about coming into right relationship and how do we do that we do that by coming into our own unique harmonic resonance our own unique soul song, because when we emanate that and allow that to flow forth, we automatically magnetize. We begin to attract the soul family, those deeper connections that are so meaningful and important. So as we close our time together, I just want to remind you all of the power of your voice to heal. And how your authentic soul song is so deeply needed in the world, in the universe. And I just want to thank Portal to Ascension, thank Neil and Joan for giving us this beautiful platform to be able to connect with Soul Family and bringing us these tools. So thank you all so much.